Kia ora, I'm Bernard Hickey and welcome to the Dawn Chorus from the Kaka. It's 6.45. Today we're going to look at shipping. There are all sorts of troubles in the global shipping market. Costs of getting containers from China and back to China, in fact all around the world, have exploded. Disruptions from COVID-19 have really caused all sorts of grief for importers and exporters and it seems to be getting a lot worse to the point where some experts, including Alan Murphy from Sea Intelligence, are starting to suggest that New Zealand may have to take some sort of government action to either lease or buy ships. New Zealand used to have its own shipping line, and it previously was seen as a type of uh, um, sovereign need uh, in case there was some disruption that mean you didn't have access to shipping. Until now, of course, there's global shipping lines um, stopping off at New Zealand all the time but because we're at the end of the line and now there is this intense demand for containers and for ships to get particularly between China and America that is causing all sorts of grief on global markets and according to various exporters we are now seeing problems with uh, exporters unable to get their uh, stuff to market and of course we're getting real shortages now uh, ahead of the Christmas buying season and um, there's a few empty shelves around. Uh, my understanding is that the government has actually looked at buying a ship, uh, not seriously yet. Uh, Michael Wood was quoted over the weekend as saying they're keeping an eye on it but uh, remember the government has already intervened if you like in the air freight market during COVID providing hundreds of millions of dollars of subsidies so that people could get their freight out and that so that the ship the freight routes uh, stayed open but uh, let's keep an eye on that one for shipping in COVID news uh, things are getting a lot worse in India where there are cases now of what's called black fungus it sounds awful it's called mycomucosis and this is a fungal condition which eats away at your flesh 50% of people die after they get it Three quarters of the people who are getting it in India have had COVID. It seems that India, which has had all sorts of problems with oxygen shortages, use steroids a lot to try and ease congestion and inflammation. The trouble is when you do that, you um, make your immune system uh, less effective at fighting off black fungus. There are spores around in the air and um, all over the place and... Uh, this means a lot of people are getting this mycomucosis. Also in COVID, watch out in Sydney today where we're keeping an eye on a cluster that seems to be developing around Bondi Junction. If you look at uh, what's coming out of our Ministry of Health, late last night it recommended that people who'd been to Bondi Junction's Westfield Shopping Centre last weekend, so that's last Saturday and Sunday, need to urgently go and get a test. The cluster there, which looks like it's the Delta variant, the Indian variant, that rose by a further three yesterday, and that's up to nine. The Australian National Cabinet, so that's the Prime Minister and all the state premiers, will meet today, not only to talk about the latest outbreak in New South Wales, but also to talk about the vaccine rollout plan, which is in all sorts of trouble. Uh, they have had to um, recommend that people under the age of 60 take the Pfizer vaccine. Previously, Australia was relying a lot on the AstraZeneca vaccine to um, become vaccinated. But of course, AstraZeneca has had these uh, well-publicized problems with very, very small numbers of people getting blood clots. And of course, they have a real shortage of the Pfizer vaccine too. 
and uh, that's something we'll have to think about. We'll be competing against the Australians to get our supplies of uh, Pfizer vaccines through. That's due to really start kicking in from July, particularly late July here. Uh, it's interesting, the Prime Minister got her vaccine on Friday, along with the Chief Science Advisor, Julia, uh, Julie Gerard. And that is um, something we need to keep an eye on when the true vaccination schemes really get going in New Zealand for so you know the rest of us, the, the ones who don't have particular issues. That um, is important, but actually we've got to keep an eye on Australia. Um, this is something that's worth explaining, the relationship with Australia on vaccinations. You've got to remember that because we're in a bubble with Australia, we're not going to open up that bubble beyond the rest of the world until the Australians are ready. Now, our Treasury is saying that New Zealand should be ready to open up to the rest of the world by the end of this year. That's when our vaccination program in theory is completed. And we have, it looks like, a pretty good place for uh, a very low um, vaccine hesitancy rate. Um, the number of people who say in surveys that they're not going to take the vaccine is now under 20%, so that's good. But the vaccine hesitancy is stronger in Australia. And the Australian Treasury is saying that it will not be, it doesn't expect their economy to open up to the rest of the world until the middle of next year, so 2022. That's because it's going to take longer for Australia to vaccinate. They're still going to be vaccinating early next year. And given the problems they've got with vaccine hesitancy and, uh, and the delays they're having, you'd have to think it's going to be well towards the end of 2022 before Australia is ready to open up. Remember, we don't open up properly to the rest of the world beyond Australia until Australia is ready to open up. So it's worth keeping an eye on what's happening with the Australians. And their government is just as conservative as ours. Both prime ministers, and who are in close contact, are seeing, um, uh, are being very careful about opening up their uh, um, survey groups, their focus groups, that their political pollsters um, are doing. Both of them are saying uh, the public don't want to open up until the last minute. So those are the main things to watch, apart from Bitcoin. It slumped over the weekend because Sichuan province in China has joined up with a lot of other local governments and banned Bitcoin mining. Important because Sichuan is where there's a lot of hydroelectric power um, being generated and some people thought that was one province that would be let off because the other provinces with coal mines uh, and Bitcoin mines next to them are, are shutting down. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the Dawn Chorus on the Kaka.